Afternoon, you're all very welcome to our second edition. Didn't think the first would go so well, but the second edition in our special Any Given Runday podcast. Last week we listened to Aura Murphy, who eventually surpassed the 12,500 mark for raising money for Childline running his marathon in the estate. Again, we'll start off this show by thanking everyone who, uh, who donated to him. It was an absolutely amazing feat and uh, really thankful for everyone. And uh, we know that the charity will be thankful. And it was absolutely amazing. Everything about it was brilliant and Oren was brilliant. But we kind of got this concept that, you know, Oren, as we said last week, kind of one of my heroes uh, in terms of getting me into the flying. This week now, I, I, I've said the word hero and I kind of regret it because I can see smiling and laughing at me. But someone who got me into the running, shall we say, um, I'm joined with, and that is Tom Dixon. How are you, Tom? Not too bad. How are you, Eric? I'm not too bad. It's, uh, I swear it's been more than two hours since I've seen you, and now we're acting like we haven't seen each other in weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'm missing you already here. I suppose, yeah, a big thank you to, to Oran Murphy with all his fundraising last week and uh, pure inspiration during these times. But I suppose you had to follow one Wexford man with another Wexford man. It just yeah, shows you really. how much of an influence Wexford people have had on you over the years. You can, you can tell I went with the lesser Wexford man. Second. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's very yeah. true. Tom, we know each other the goods of four years now. Yeah. We're there, thereabouts. It's been a journey. How, how did you end up stuck with me on this running journey? I, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose, first of all, a disclaimer before we go on. We are not professional athletes. We're not semi-professional athletes. Oh, absolutely athletes. not. We, we definitely inspire to be, but um, we enjoy the lifestyle of, of training and maybe Fine. endurance running and at the minute triathlon. Um, so how did I get into to running with you? Well, I met you in a godforsaken place down in um, Kildare. Um, Mordor, is it? Mordor, down on the Curragh Plains, um, where I suppose we, we started our, our military training together. And for for me, anyway, it was an introduction into, into endurance training and um, definitely something that I was not used to from from my background but definitely gave me good foundations going forward for for training that i've done um in more recent times yeah as you said there was an introduction to endurance training <laughs> for you it was an introduction into training for me so uh yeah so you were the fish young gaa farmer from wexford full of talent i had the belly on me and all of a sudden, we were being pulled head to head to try and keep up with each other. And we both know who suffered more. So, uh, yeah, it was a, but you are right, though. And we're probably going to touch on, uh, it's, not, it's not about me being fat and where I am, but in terms of the reason why I have you on is, I always looked up to people like you when we were down there because I was so amazed by your fitness and your ability to keep going. And it's interesting to, for me to hear you that that was your first introduction to endurance training. You just had a natural, a natural fitness book. How did you get to that point um, in life of, or what did you do for your teen, teenage years to get to that point where a lifestyle um, in a military training environment was a challenge but wasn't too difficult? Um, I suppose um, my introduction to any kind of training or physical activity was, was through GA and mainly through playing hurling and, and football through my local club at home. Prospect Balmoran in uh, a big shout out to the Wexford, lads. Big shout out to the lads all at home. Um, but yeah, over the years, you know, um, as you have with with 
Connor speaking on, on the Mondays, there's big fitness elements to, to GAA, both club level uh, and inter-county level, college level, whatever. And um, I suppose as, as we got older and into the older uh, age groups, uh, you know, the early months of the year were important for, for fitness. And it was one thing that our club had uh, in particular was great trainers around uh, fitness and around uh, particularly running training and getting yourself match fit. Um, we had we had a guy kind of started in around under 16 level and he felt that the best way to train um, to get yourself up to the distance that you will be required to run during a match. Now, obviously, it'll depend on, you know, whether you're in the goal or you're in midfield yeah, or yeah. back line or forward line, you know. Yeah. But, I would have been the goalkeeper. <laughs> but in fairness, he treated everyone the same and everyone had to do the training at the beginning of the year. And essentially, the goal, the, the, the end goal was, was 10 kilometers. Um, so we would do, I think it was maybe two to three running sessions during the winter uh, a week and, you know, be mixed up from 6K to 10K. And we were doing it, you know, for eight, eight, 10 weeks. We actually finished it with a 10K event. It was in, I can't actually remember where exactly it was, but it was somewhere at home in Wexford. But the, there was a lot of guys that were very, very strong runners coming, coming out of that. Um, but definitely it gave me kind of a bit of a love for running outside of GAA and kind of led me on to, I suppose, different avenues going forward because I really liked the area of, I suppose, seeing how far you could, could push yourself over a distance yeah. while running, you know. Now, I remember we were on a couple of runs there a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how far I've come along since we started running. And I asked you, like, at what point did you realise that I could run further than 2K, I could run further than 4K? And you, you, you run around the, what's that? Useless beach in Wexford there that you have there. <laughs> the, the number one beach in Ireland for the last two years running. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the, <laughs> the, wonderful, the wonderful yeah. playground that is uh, Corraclo and, oh, and, that kid, yeah, and, yeah. and the Raven. Sorry to all the Wexford nature, people. Nature reserve. But, Big shout out to little, the lads. <laughs> <laughs> you, had a little, uh, you had a little run there where you, where you do 2K out. Yeah. Was the story that? So um, I suppose... I got my first car when I was uh, 17. I, I grew up on a farming background, so I was do, always running around doing errands for, for my father. So it was kind of a priority at home that I'd get a car so my parents weren't dropping me to A, B, and C. But I suppose at the useful. time, yeah, yeah, to be <laughs> useful, uh, taking advantage of being <laughs> from the pub at, at 12 or 1 in the morning. <laughs> but um, I suppose... The added bonus of that, I suppose, I had um, goals at the time as regards my fitness and where I wanted to go with GA at that time. And I felt that the running training that I had been doing had been particularly um, advancing my game. And then there was also a part of me that was wanting to train to for the fitness requirements for the military to get in. And I used to drive down to Carrickloe, um as much as I could, I, I suppose at that time, maybe I was going down maybe two or three times a week, but there was a particular route and I, the, the distance I started with was the aim was always, um, I suppose about 4k is what I used to start with. And at that time as well, we were training with the club, as I was saying, and I kind of quickly realized 
through, you know, the more time I was investing in this, the more I could realize, first of all, that I could run quicker over a shorter distance and that I was getting, you know, naturally fitter. And then the second point was, well, actually, I might be able to run 5K today or I might be able to run 6K. There was actually... (laughs) And I, and I still run by it and I, I do as much training as I can da- down there. Now, obviously not at the minute with COVID, but there's a post down there that has a 2.2 kilometer marker on it. And I suppose when I was uh, 17, I was able to run by, by that post one day and run at a couple of extra kilometers. And every time now that I'm down training, when I run by that post, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've come a long way from the struggle that it would have been to run that distance originally, you know? Oh, you definitely just give the finger to the post now. You said that. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, essentially, tough life video as I I run by, like. (laughs) The reason I brought that story up, Tom, and it's beautiful that I know so much about where you come from as a runner, because I was, when we got back here, we were out of the kind of current training environment where you could, there were so many of us, um, yeah. we were forced to look after our own training and I was terrified to go running with you genuinely and the reason I say that and for those who don't know you that your best run over the 10k is about 38 minutes probably just about there thereabouts is it just left somewhere in around that yeah yeah so 38 minute 10k I barely ran sub 25k there with a couple of weeks training and I was suffering for about four days afterwards you'll kind of decide to go out and run a 10k and run 38 minutes which is super impressive but with that reputation, then you were like, "Do you want to go for a run with me?" And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, no! I'm absolutely not going anywhere near. I'm not even putting on the shoes in the same room as you." <laughs> um, and the reason I say that is because I suppose with our podcast, we're looking at people who have never ran before. And even when I tell people, "Oh, we have a running group on Facebook. Uh, you should join in," and most people's reaction when I say it now, which I find the most ironic thing is, "Oh, geez, no! Everyone's time will be so much better than mine, and I can't run 5k." But the reason I'm bringing up that you ran a 38 minute 10k is because you were the one giving the finger to the post at 2.2k. And my point is, whether you're 16 or whether you're starting at 28, you have to start somewhere. You're not going to be in at that level. And if, uh, I suppose, do, do you kind of, do you have to say for people who are like getting into oh, like, this? Right? Absolutely. And first of all, like, I'm not able to run, for example, a 38 minute 10k 12 months of the year there's maybe a couple of months of the year where i'm able to do that because i'm investing a lot of time in it but i remember you know and and uh, i also go through training lulls during the year where you know yeah. you get yep i suppose fed up running or fed up with a different training plan particularly if you don't have a focus so like it's completely normal i suppose for people starting running for it to be very hard to get the motivation to go but the, the big thing, I suppose, I always found was, and I even do it now if I'm feeling like that, I don't have the motivation to go for a run. Like, I suppose there's a lot of emphasis around times at the minute, as you can see via Instagram and people yeah. posting 5Ks and whatever. But um, like there's days that if I wasn't fully feeling the run, but I still had to go out and do it, or I wanted to go out and do it, but I felt under pressure because of the time, I'd literally take off the watch and I just go out and I do whatever my body was able for. And I just get the time in. And like the added effect, I suppose, is, you know, you're getting out and you're getting that that run and you're getting whatever it is for you out of that run on a particular day. Like it doesn't matter who you are, X, Y, or Z, and the run whatever times. It's, it's you against you. And 
if you're wanting to progress your running, the best thing you can do is is just get out and, and do a couple of miles. And that's whether it's a one kilometer or a 10 kilometer or whatever your eventual goal is, or if you just want to run and just improve your, your health and your fitness, you know? So it's, it's, it's just getting out and I, I suppose setting those little goals for yourself to kind of encourage you to, to get out and, and um, get a bit of exercise done, you know? Absolutely. And that's, that's a mindset you kind of put into me when we were in here, because I'd be like, we have a big dinner or something. You'd be like, Mom, we're going running. I'm like, absolutely not. You know, <laughs> the wind, the wind is coming from a certain direction. The sun is yeah. I've had a big day. Every excuse would be coming out. But then that feeling of, I'd even tell we came up in a range where I'd be like, you'd wait for me at the finish, regardless of how long I took. And yeah. off I went and just got the run done. And once I came back, feeling really good about it. And I also noticed as well, and you probably noticed me and you, that when we see people out doing like intervals, like a run a K, walk a K, run a K. But getting yeah. out, getting it done, you have a certain respect for someone who just gets out and gets it done. It doesn't matter the pace, time is irrelevant. It's getting yeah. it done that's important. And that's something I learned from you uh, when we started running together that regardless, um, and we'll talk on training plans now in a minute, but we didn't really have a plan. We just we just got out no. and got something done. We, we stuck to the AK, we tried to get faster each time. Then the odd day we weren't feeling it, we went slower. And before we knew it, we were kind of putting together a training plan, but we didn't really. But, that was kind of our introduction into running faster and stuff. And as you said, we got an introduction into endurance when we were in the Curra. And, yeah. and and that was all about getting it done. That was about going as hard as you could for as long as you could until it collapsed, which one day I may have. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a couple of good stories of, of you coming out after a collapse and after a couple of sessions. But it does show, you know, I suppose in that training train element, how far you can, you can push the body yeah, to yeah. to the point you know absolutely and you took that on a step further now when you went and did see the summit for the first time in november we uh, were playing indoor football here and you <laughs> were flying yourself on a treadmill and a bike and preparing to run up a mountain just just a, a, a quick point on, on that i i moved away from from ga obviously because the what we were undertaking in work and i couldn't risk breaking uh, any hands or, or anything like that or injuring myself so I started to run more and I was looking at the adventure races and I was looking at the, the triathlon eventually but the adventure race obviously is more uh, doable because it's only cycle and run and you, you only have to acquire a bike <laughs> to, go, <laughs> to go and do it whether you have one or not you can beg borrow and steal and and uh, and get it done but actually it, it's funny I I used to suffer a bit from injury with GA, but since I've gone and done the running, adventure race and triathlon stuff, um, I haven't been suffering from major injuries um, at the minute. But yeah, we went on and and I suppose actually my, my girlfriend is from Westport um, in Mayo and her dad is a big cycler and they have probably the adventure race, uh, the biggest adventure race on the adventure race calendar. And the most established is ten years running now up in um, up in Mayo, up in Westport, and it's um, a run cycle, then run up Crowpatrick, and then back down Crowpatrick over very undulated ground. <laughs> people people taking a lot of risks and a lot, a lot of uh, I suppose it does. It's a different type of event on the body. It's it's impact on the body when you're going over terrain like that and then hopping back on the on the bike and then there's a, sh- a short run then to the finish. But that was kind of my introduction to um I suppose trending towards my goal of getting involved in, in triathlons and 
Um, I managed to pull you along then to the next event that we did, which was yeah. down in Glendalock. You, you had this whirlwind of an idea that we both do <laughs> Glendalock in April. And, uh, it wasn't just me. We have bad influences of friends that are into yeah. stupid long distance events. <laughs> really, we were just passengers in all this. <laughs> we were just put on our seatbelt and held on for dear life. Really. Uh, but yeah, we, we just trained. We just did a bit of running, if I remember right, in the build-up to that. We were quite good on our feet. Well, we didn't know yeah. cycling, and no. the first hill in Quest Glendalough is oh. like a six-kilometer climb it's that I would struggle to walk up. Never mind cycling. I, and I, I remember I, cursing you for every turn <laughs> head the entire way up that hill. I um, I remember actually that per, because the cycle for Seat to Summit is is predominantly flat, and we went down to Glendalough and shirt. You know, we were thinking it was fine heading down there. And you're driving down through a valley and you're like, ah, it's going to be fine. And then realizing the first 6K, you were cycling up a wall. And it was all, <laughs> these, all these guys passing me in their 40s and 50s. Like, and I'm yeah. like, what, what is going on? You know, so it kind of showed where we were at as regards our cycling at the yeah. time. And, and, and that it was an area we needed to address, I suppose, going forward. Definitely, definitely humbling. Oh, definitely. And we say the guys, and some of these guys with 40 and 50 and a big belly on them. Passing yeah. The oh, yeah. And pure, pure power and yeah, I suppose years of training like, on the just, bike, you know. Yeah, just time on bike. Is better than no time on bike, and the same principle of just going for the runs better than no run, regardless of time. Like, yeah, so we had that realization. We, <laughs> we, we came, we trained a bit, then we did see to some of the next year. You'd like to be along to that. We did, we did. We went on, and we've we've a good group of friends that are that are into kind of adventure races and endurance races. So we've actually nearly made it a yearly thing now, where we're going up to see to someone. Yeah, we, we're nearly making it a yearly thing now with, with a group of, of our friends, both male and female, a lad, that uh, are, are into the adventure races and, and more people that maybe mightn't have been into fitness have been kind of following us into it and getting involved, which is also great as well. A friend of yours who, who doesn't do any training and just turns up to these events and, and does yeah. them, uh, which is, you know, very commendable as well. And it's, it's great to be part of. I suppose when we came came out of of uh, the intro to Glendalough and see the summit, then the two of us were kind of talking about maybe getting into the triathlon. And the yeah, big fear, problem. Neither the, big, <laughs> the big, the big fear, I suppose, the two of us had was the swimming. Yeah, now, bear yeah, in yeah. mind, bear in mind, you were uh, a lifeguard or a trained lifeguard. Yeah, lifeguard. Buffer is more like what it was. <laughs> Like, I didn't even have to get in the water as a lifeguard. It was a big stick to pull them out. Like, it was, <laughs> it was uh, well, I hadn't swam in I don't know how many years. Like, and I wouldn't have been a, a perfect swimmer. I could swim and I could carry yeah. something in the water for 50 meters or whatever was required for the exam. And but since yeah. then, I've done nothing. And I mean, yeah. you were looking at a 17 meter wide pool and we could barely swim in the length. Yeah. And we, we set the goal for the Olympic distance was the first one so it was 1500 yeah. meters we needed to get to and I was the same with the swimming like I hadn't swam like properly since I suppose the majority of people maybe listening have done you know the bit of swimming during primary school or maybe the entry into secondary school but as regards swimming lens I'd never done it and we hopped into a pool in um, in Tala very close to us an 18 meter pool two was yeah, went yeah, in the first night 18, yeah and uh, at the time, I didn't have a fitness watch. I think you had the Fitbit. Yeah. And um, we uh, 
hopped into the pool and we did two lengths. <laughs> of, <laughs> Looked at each other with fear. Of an 18 metre pool and the two of us were in absolute bits and we were wondering, <laughs> was this ever going to be achievable, you know? But we we stuck at it in fairness and we I think we were going three nights a week for, you know, we started in January and a tie was in May, which was our first triathlon. And, yeah, June, uh, June, holiday, wasn't it? June, yeah. yeah so, do you know, there was a lot of time that we put into it and we ended up joining the National Aquatic Centre then as, yeah. as the swimming got better. And, you know, we were able to get into do the, the 50 meter stuff. But I suppose the big takeaway point from that is anyone interested in, in getting into endurance, you know, you're not going to be able to do these distances starting off. Like you're just, it's, you just, can't, your body won't let you because it's not familiar with, with it at all. But I suppose the more time and if you're willing to put the development into to your body to, to get up to these distances, you know, you can certainly get there no matter what level of fitness you're you're coming from you know yeah big thing though and this is the, the honesty circle so this is uh this is our guilty confessions as opposed to <laughs> honest athlete confessions so we're either guilty or athletic so we're gonna say guilty yeah we were training and then after the swimming pool where were we going to eat we were going to McDonald's. Yeah, every night. And we would, every we would night. actually, we would actually, we'd actually sit in the car for probably five minutes, and like the McDonald's would be just off the route to back where we were living, and we would just <laughs> justify over five minutes the amount of calories that we had burned for that given day, <laughs> and we'd be picking up obviously wrap well, not maybe not obviously, but wraps of the day that wrap were maybe two or twenty. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be sitting in a car park there and going, geez, I'm still hungry. Yeah, well, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing we haven't really discussed uh, on the Monday show, and I suppose there's, there's varying uh, people there, but one thing me and you have kind of sampled there, and we, we did try a little bit of diet and stuff. Something yeah. you've got really into now this time around is diets and training. Talk yeah, the, the diet side of things, to be honest, my first introduction and it was self-introduced to my to myself really um, of nutrition was I was doing a white collar event in a boxing event in college, which was my introduction to anaerobic fitness, which is a completely different fitness again. <laughs> um, but I, I think it was maybe an eight or a 10 week kind of training thing. And obviously with boxing, we, we were going into a ring with a guy and I didn't want to lose and I said that I was going I'm to go all in. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I suppose I wanted to do everything that I could during that time and I just got fully invested in it and I looked into kind of the nutrition side of things at the time and that was my introduction and obviously if your nutrition if, if your nutrition is good and your training is good well you're going to get you know a positive output out of that and I suppose for us training a lot and I kind of went away from it and I didn't really revisit it again until maybe the end of last year and this year. And, you know, we were trying triathlon last year and all our meals were, where we're working, they're, they're provided for us. So you're eating what you're getting now. It's high carb base. And what I used to struggle with on a day-to-day basis was it would make me quite lethargic to be eating a high, yeah. high dense meal of carbs. And I knew that my body wasn't really accepting it because I... I would have to, like genuinely, uh, midday, I'd feel like I'd need to go for a nap for 20 minutes. And I became <laughs> a professional napper where 20 minutes would stop. <laughs> um, however, 
what I'm doing at the minute, and unfortunately COVID happened, but I was I was about uh, eight or ten weeks into a half Ironman plan for this May. I was I was going to do a half Ironman in Lake Culture, and then I was going to do the double Olympic the following week in a tie. But I said that if I was doing this, I needed the nutrition to be right. And essentially, the main points I suppose I can say is I cut out dairy, um, and I I replaced it with kind of almond milk. I felt that dairy was having a maybe a negative effect on me um and was how did you, you find giving up cheese that's all that's going through my head now, <laughs> i will say right i will say on this that i'm not 100 percent strict sometimes like i will have a drop of milk here and there i might have a bit of cheese with a meal but <laughs> I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't eat it to the extent that i was eating yeah, it before yeah, yeah. i also cut out complex carbs as regards uh bread um pastas rice and i just replaced it with veg and you're getting far more of a nutrition uh, nutrient basis from from vegetables you know so as a result i wasn't feeling as heavy or as lethargic i had more energy and then obviously with doing the training plan as well like it was definitely assisting the training and i found that i was uh peaking or or getting better earlier than i would have been last year um me, um, myself, everyone knows, and I say every time, the only reason I train is so I can eat my takeaway on a Sunday and have a- Absolutely, and I think myself and yourself have had that <laughs> yeah, mentality for a long time. Absolutely, work to live and train to live is kind yeah. of what we've been we've been going on, and you know, we myself and yourself definitely enjoy having a pint and and going out and having a bit of crack as well, and you know, having that that takeaway here and there. And if you're into the train, it's a lifestyle thing. You know, if you're training, you know, a few times a week, it allows you and not feel guilty about it, I yeah, suppose, to have those meals, you know. So. But when you are talking about the half Ironman, I know for myself, half Ironman, Ironman to come is the question mark. We yeah. do kind of have to start thinking about that. I think you're you're getting to a stage where you, you somewhere along the lines have to start treat, treating the body right as in fueling it right. And how did you research what you were going to eat over the next couple of weeks? Did you find it online or... The original time I started this with boxing, I actually went to a nutritionist at home in Wexford and I just got a bit of advice and then I tailored stuff uh, around what I was eating. And then this this time, I suppose, what I did was, did a good bit of research online, but I was also maybe self-aware of my own body and what worked for my own body. And um, I was only saying to you last weekend, I was sitting down on the Sunday and I wrote out my meal plan for the week and I went to Lidl and pretty much bought all my shopping and just said, because at the minute we're, we're working at uh, half Martin plan uh, at the minute and just to bring a bit of focus to it, I suppose I said, right, this is what I'm going to eat for the next four weeks and I'm just taking it on a week to week basis. Now, I also have, you know, meals on that that could be like a salad or or I have like turkey burgers, but I allow myself to be like, okay, I can have turkey burgers, but I can do a variant of it. So I might do a stir fry with turkey burgers or something. So you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can mix it up. You don't have to be full rigid, but so long I, you're staying within maybe what you outline for yourself, you're, you're definitely going to see a benefit as, as regards training. By the way, I'm not a nutritionist, so don't... Um, <laughs> don't eat salads and blame God. I do believe it, it's on an individual basis, uh, and everyone's body works differently, obviously, you know, so... 
Yeah, and I suppose it, it's something now that I'm kind of tied down, obviously, uh, where I am. I haven't got my own kitchen. I'm reliant on the food that's provided. And it is a good standard of food. But like you said, uh, I can't pick and choose to cut out the complex carbs. And But with people being at home so much, I'm noticing a lot of people doing their own cooking. And I'd say it's something that people would get into experimenting with and seeing how their body is with less carbs and how hangry they get with less yeah. carbs. You know, <laughs> like, you know, that comes, that comes the, with a health warning the, as well. There's serious rows with diet. We're not advising you to go and... Uh, <laughs> the side point is my, my girlfriend is currently in uh, Westport for the last four weeks, so she's not having to, to deal with me not being able to have my three slices of toast in the morning. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, but your body definitely adjusts and it is eventually going to have a, definitely a positive effect on you, you know? Yeah, and it's brilliant. And as you said, probably the next little while, myself and myself, we're, we're on the half marathon training program now, just to yeah. go, see how we go. We're but just with the, with the COVID restrictions, yeah. you know, we can't get out for those long cycles and we can't get for the swims. So the, the running is really what we can get to do at the minute. And we were kind of saying that the, the half... Martin is is a good aim at the minute, I suppose, to yeah, progress absolutely. the run. And who knows? We uh we might see in a couple of weeks. Me and you might throw down some rules for an old uh, half Ironman challenge, and we, we I, might look into it genuinely see see what way it opens up. And uh, if anyone well, has any advice, would like to join in. There's another there's another guy that you're potentially bringing on next week who. Uh, already did a half Ironman last weekend, so I'd say he'd be fully on board yeah, to doing something like that. Woke up on a Sunday and did a half marathon. Yeah. Uh, or a half Ironman. Not even a half Ironman, yeah. He replaced yeah, just, just because replaced, it was Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. He well, we will, yeah, actually that's a good idea. Girl. We might we might get him on next week. I'd be yeah. I'd be fully game for that. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Brilliant. Well we'll see what way we can uh, we might even start documenting what way we're eating and uh, see what way it helps us. Tom, absolutely brilliant talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Nice because it's kind of like when we chat when we ring, we do talk about training. Uh, probably not as formal yeah. because we know people are listening and backstories and probably yeah, a lot more words and surprised. other words and <laughs> that normally we, would, um, we kept it clean. We kept yeah, it clean. that's the main thing. We did it yeah. for the listeners. Yeah. But uh, yeah. no, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your story. Thank, with thanks for having me. And hopefully, people listening can understand that you can't be the 3810K without running past the 2.2K with your finger up. And yeah. seeing the progress, and that's what it's all about. And uh, me and you are testament to it's just all about getting out there, and that's the most important thing. And listen to your body, and it, it's done us well. And now we're going to take it to the next level and see how far we can actually go. Really, isn't that it? Absolutely, absolutely. Working to live, train to live, and it's and it's a pure lifestyle, you know. Yeah, and hopefully we can meet up and have a couple of beers soon enough. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're looking forward the sun to it. is shining in. The sun, the sun is shining, shining in here to me. They're not going to drink the themselves. They're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, thanks so much for your time. As always, thank you all for listening to another special episode on uh, Thursday's Any Given Monday. Um, I've been Eric Lawless. He has been Tom Dixon. Uh, thank thanks you. so much for your time. And we'll tune in for the regular Monday show um, when me and the guys are getting back together to discuss some of our further training developments and see how Aaron is getting on with his lovely new shiny watch and hopefully he's actually starting using it. <laughs> um, but thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you.